0: Okay, we're back. Part two. I don't know what else to say besides that. I mean, you already know that this is a graphic episode. This is part two of a two-parter, first time ever, maybe the last. Again, I'm not the holder of fate. I have no idea. But hey, I'm glad you're back. Good to see you. You look great. You sound great. Your ears are listening great. So yeah, let's get back into it. If you haven't listened to part one, go listen to part one. If you have, well, welcome back. If you haven't, I don't care. You listen to part two. Enjoy. No this actually is a good segue also no to the point that you, you sort of talked on the phone about this, but have you started to see people take this sort of um, mission, this sort of uh, this, uh, this goal, this sort of message, and sort of twisted it into their own, I guess,
1: hateful rhetoric? Um, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that assessment, assessment. There are definitely people. Yeah, sorry, th- th- uh, which I think
0: a lot of like men's rights people would say, like, um, hey, this is a point in, in my life where like, I feel my rights were taken away I'm a, as a man, right? I mean, it makes sense because it's so connected to the, the male genitalia. So that's one thing. And also, like, I think there's a lot of like anti-Semitic um, feelings towards it as well. Um, so yeah, Ron. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it it, it does trouble me that um, you know if you hang around Facebook long enough, it doesn't it doesn't take you long to uh, to encounter somebody who's just seems to be full of anger and yeah. maybe anger that they had before they ever met people like me, yeah. and um, and I, I don't like that. And there's also people who are just careless, like yeah. they don't um, they don't appreciate. The uh, the sensitivity of the issue. Sure. I I've been to a genital autonomy symposia, <laughs> where people are invited to speak about their area, their focus of their research or their specific yeah. personal experience, their historical frame of reference, yeah. or What brings them to 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 work advocate for for infants' rights? And I recall um, the first one I ever went to, there were two consecutive speakers. Whose aim was to tell us what it what it means as a Jewish person to to oppose circumcision and the, sort of the, what happens when they get back and they try to spread that message in their congregation and all that. Yeah, and you know, so from a very early time in my involvement in this movement, I've been very intuned to um, to how interconnected circumcision is to Jewish identity. Sure, and and how. Um, how Jews who've who've been so persecuted just wish we weren't talking about this because, God damn it, there's one more thing, you know, what else are they going to do now? They're going to try and make us... We're so busy already. Make us uh, outcasts because this is something we do. If this becomes something that's that's just uh, 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 not a badge of honor, the opposite of that, whatever that would be, uh, in society as a whole, that's going to only make us look even worse and invite additional waves of persecution. That's the last thing we need. So totally. I'm very sensitive to that. Um, I would just say that I, having become aware of, of that perspective, I started taking a show of hands. Hmm. When we get to a demonstration, say we're on the west lawn of the US Capitol for a week yeah. of day long demonstrations with our banners and our leaflets. Sure. Uh, I'd say, oh, I look around who's, who's here. Uh, oh, that's since we're gathering for the group photo anyway, can I, can I get a show of hands who's here from a Jewish fa- or Muslim family? True. And I've done that multiple times. The people in this movement spot me doing that over and over. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I did it most recently in uh, San Francisco in 2018 and consistently, I find that the people who travel at great personal expense, to become better activists to demonstrate for the infants right to be left intact among those people 20% are
0: wow. from Jewish
1: or Muslim families wow okay and and so when this comes up uh, the the best response for somebody like me who's not Jewish is to say listen i can put you in touch with somebody who's Jewish, if you want to talk about it from their yeah. perspective, there are more than enough Jews in the movement <laughs> to advocate amongst yeah. Jews. Because there are you know. 20% of you guys. Yeah, 20% yeah. of us. But yeah. in, the, in the society in the US or say the UK as a whole, you'd probably find 2% or less of sure. the population is Jewish. Sure. So there's more than enough of us. Yeah. So I don't make that my problem. It's just right. not. You know, I, I'm an atheist, so any religious excuse doesn't cut any ice with me cut any ice. Yeah. So do you like, I guess for the men's rights thing, have you like encountered people who are very adamant about like, this is men's rights? uh, Like, how do you, how do you approach that? The the first time I ever heard the expression men's rights and bumped into people that called themselves men's rights activists, I was kind of annoyed. (laughs) I I thought, well, you you gotta be kidding me because um, you, you have to know that even if you can identify one or two issues, say, um, custody arrangements following divorce, sure. or say, mutilation of your genitals. Yeah. Uh, even if you can identify those issues as being extremely lopsidedly disfavoring men in their yeah. outcomes, yeah. Mm-hmm. there are so many other things that women have to contend with. That how Absolutely. dare you stand there and act like men's rights are this major problem? And, and that was my perspective for a long time. Yeah. Um, then I went and saw this movie I think it was called the Red the Red Pill. Pill. Yes, and, I know and the movie. At the screening, the filmmaker, I think her name was Cassie J, was yeah. there, yes. and she she considers herself a feminist. Yeah. And she said, "I'm going to go out of my way to try and understand this what I thought was the crazy side of humanity, right. and talk to all these men's rights activists." And actually, somebody I know from the anti-circumcision movement was in that movie. Yeah, I, sounded I pretty believe sane. It. Absolutely. So, uh, it, it gave me. A little bit of compassion for people who want to call themselves men's rights activists. I still think that um, I think it's better to be an it's anti-circumcision hard. or a divorce <laughs> rights or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. these specific issues. I'd rather see people yeah. tackling those one at a time than than to right. ever pretend there's a need for a blanket movement called MRA. Yeah, but, and
0: I think just I mean to keep this. This isn't really about. Uh, this podcast is not about Ben's rights but i mean it's like you can kind of point to like you know the the reason why you know women are have been you know unfairly treated is the same reason why men have been unfairly treated uh, the patriarchal system i mean that is i think just obvious right and so it's kind of funny that like sometimes your your movement gets caught up in all this stuff you know you just you just want to have good sex baby you just wanna, yeah you
1: just want to bone and we have to be careful because in addition to people who is whose motivation seems to be anger or or bigotry yeah we also have people who are just careless for example um one morning uh, it's probably been five or six years ago now i woke up and checked in with facebook to see that a group of anti-circumcision demonstrators was on their way from one city the previous day they're today we're going to this next thing and it is the anne frank peace garden Oh, here no. in what I don't was it North Dakota or Idaho? Yeah. And I, I quickly sh- thought to myself, that, that doesn't sound right to me. Why does anybody want to go to the <laughs> Anne Frank Peace Garden oh, no. and demonstrate about circumcision? They they how could they fail to see the optics of that? Yeah. Now, God. This wasn't an Anne Frank museum. It wasn't a yeah. Holocaust memorial. It was a peace garden named for the inspiring yeah. pacif- pacifism of Anne Frank. Right, right. Uh, but nonetheless i, I did not want to see that go off, so sure. I quickly started messaging everybody I knew on Facebook, saying, "Help me pile up, bully this person who 's organizing this event, talk them out of this this Anne Frank thing, tell them to go someplace else today, yeah, and yeah. we were able to stop it yeah, I love it <sighs> that 's good and and <laughs> good, you know good, you have these gun-win. people you have these people uh such a champion, yeah, you have people uh who've developed a sort of a brand yeah, which is the blood-stained suit. Mm, I don't sure. know if you've seen any of these these protests or, or the the coverage they get. They, they, they do a very good job of, of raising awareness because they'll show up in a town in the middle of yeah. uh, Mississippi and and uh, create such a scene that the police are called yeah. and they, like, they get arrested. Well, they get threatened with arrest. Uh, the police are starting to go through every kind of ordinance they can think of to see if there's a reason to get these free speech protesters off the sidewalk. Sure. And good. That's that's making an impression that's that's forcing our angst about having been mutilated into the public eye where people can have a discussion about it. And that's great. But totally. As soon as your brand is a three dollar white suit that you can get from Amazon.com <laughs> and a splotch of red paint on the crotch. Yeah. Then anybody can put that same thing on and affect your yeah. brand yeah so it's a good point that i a good i've point. stopped appearing in the blood-stained suit I, ah. I, I applaud what they're able to do and yeah. I, I wish i was with them every time they're out there but right. when i go i don't wear the blood-stained suit and I, I guess it's just because i i can't because i now have a company yeah that makes devices i can't afford to be associated with the thing that hasn't <laughs> happened yet right that will embarrass so you, you just focus brand. on you just focus on the product now.
0: You just get the product and the message whenever you need to,
1: right? Well, yeah, I'm I'm still an active demonstrator. I get out there and, and hand I, I you know I get rid of thousands okay. of leaflets a year. Yeah. Mostly at pride parades. I, okay. I sponsor four different pride parade floats wow. a year normally. All four were canceled this year, but um, but in the past, sure. It's a, it's a great place to spread the message because. Uh, yeah, you really can't shock anybody in the audience of a pride parade. They're they're ready for anything, <laughs> very <And> open-minded. <laughs> the, the you know some people say, well, what about pride parade? Those most people are mostly gay men in their jockstraps. How many kids are they having? I don't know, but but they why they not? have sex. But you know? um, the fact is, uh, the audience at such an event is not mostly gay. It's mostly everybody. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, it tends to be a very fair-minded and good-hearted cross-section of the society. Yeah, so if you can sure. reach those people with information that they've never been exposed to, yeah. they're just eager you know they just want to just activate see, for, yeah, for the next thing that they learn about. In. They want to stop the next pipeline and they want to <laughs> ensure indigenous rights and they, yeah they're every, fired up and, and stop eating of meat and whatever else yeah. comes up. Well, they, they want to restore
0: their foreskin.
1: When they get my leaflet, they're gonna want to bring it up at the party tonight. They're yeah. gonna want to tell their friend that he can restore his foreskin. So it's, yeah. it's a great place to hand out our leaflets. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I,
0: and uh, but yeah. So you, you you sponsor all these things, and you and you do all these things, and and how do you how do you feel? Do you feel fulfilled? This is like a good.
1: If you seem fulfilled, you seem like you're so passionate about this. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're working to reduce the chance that that a future baby is going to be harmed sure that gives you a lot of satisfaction that at least you know what happened to you isn't it isn't still going on with impunity yes it's still legal yeah and that makes me mental but yeah but at least you know every day the rate goes down yeah Uh, when i was born the rates were like 90 95 percent of infants yeah worldwide today uh Less than I think it's about five percent of oh Christ, really five percent of Christian infants huh. are circumcised. So hmm. that's the main message I want to get through to because that's the people yeah. around me that I can change. They're mostly yeah. people born into a Christian tradition, or a I don't give a shit about anything tradition. Yeah, and Fair. if they only knew that most of the world isn't doing this to their children. Yeah, it's, you know, two thirds of the cut men on earth are Muslims. Yeah, cut uh, supposedly uh, for Islam, even though. It, no genital that, cutting is mentioned in yeah, the I'm Quran saying, anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, and and um, <clears throat> most of the rest are Americans, Filipinos, in some South Koreans, Jewish. and and of course the people in Israel. But that you know, it's a very small population, small population country for sure. Um, totally interesting. But anyway, so yeah, so most people say to me, "Wait, you're against circumcision? You must hate Jews." No, of course I, I love everybody. I, I love especially the Jews that are in our movement, yeah. side by side with me. But. Yeah. They don't oh, yeah. realize that circumcision is a Muslim thing. Yeah. Two-thirds of all circumcisions, Muslim. That's and really interesting. 90, 98% of the circumcisions in the U.S. are not Jewish.
0: Oh. So if I can,
1: if I can cut those in half, I've really put a big dent yeah. in circumcision. Wow. Um, I don't expect it. So ever, it's weird. I feel to like your, the that your that. company is
0: basically like the goal of the company is to make yourself not exist.
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: Like that is the dream, yeah, right? Uh, to go yeah, out of well, business. Yeah.
1: Yes, I, I I dream to put myself out of business. Exactly right. Yeah. It um, doesn't bother me to think about that in the least. I mean, I have two kids who um, who are very uh, brilliant and would be great at running a business, mm-hmm. even this business. Sure. But th- I've told them, you know, I don't, you don't expect to do you this. to have yeah. any kind of business to inherit from me because oh, yeah. uh, we're going to get this rate down so close to zero, there, there won't be enough <laughs> customers to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, on the, on those lines, I mean… You have a lot
0: of products on your website. I was was scrolling through them, and one, you design all these products, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the first design I encountered uh, in in 2001, somebody else had graciously published their own uh, step-by-step guide to how to make a, a device out of stuff you can get at the hardware store, you know? Yeah. And I looked at that and said, yeah, I'll try and make one kind of like that. And as I tried, I I found ways to improve on that design. Yeah. And eventually I realized, you know what, the way I'm going about this, instead of using a paper form, I could make the form out of silicone Mm -hmm. and it would be more reusable and I could reproducibly create this thing that's worked so well for me. So Mm -hmm. in just a few months, I was offering devices to guys. Back then uh, Yahoo uh, (laughs) website had a lot of what they called Yahoo groups. Yes, I remember Yahoo groups. That's where most of the conversation was about this. Yeah. So I'd be in the Yahoo groups helping men uh, with their tape methods, and then I'd say, "By the way, I've just started using this tapeless device. Yeah. If you want one, um, I'm going to list it on eBay. Whoa. So go go bid on it." So yeah. the first the first time I offered a device, it was on eBay, and ah. it's funny because um, back then, sold. Say it again. It sold. Oh oh hell yeah. Oh, hell um, yeah. I, I had one listing for just what we call the Your Skin Cone. It's this little hat. It's the re- the thing that retains your skin over the glands without any actual tension. Okay. That was my first eBay listing, and um, I had a picture in the listing. Now, back then, eBay was very tight on what you could show. you know. They, yeah. yeah. And they made us list ours in what you'd call, I think they called it then, everything else slash weird stuff. Okay. <laughs> now they have a category for like, Everything. Penis enhancement yeah. devices that's not even in the adults-only section. Yeah, totally. But, um, not that I would know. That'd yeah, be weird. of course not. So, <laughs> um, but back then, uh, the picture that shows up on eBay is one that I hosted at my uh, web Whoa. account. Whoa! Yeah. And I had basically made a photograph of myself wearing the device and then using uh, ah. software like Photoshop, turned it into what looked like a sketch. Okay. So that it was palatable to general audiences, supposedly. Yeah. So you and have so many products.
0: I want to get back to the products. I mean, oh, go ahead. Just, are they are they all like four different cases? Are they, I'm assuming they're different cases of... Right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. If, if you look at our, our website, the, the first thing you see is this slider on the homepage yeah. that shows like three or so products and a couple other things. Those are the products, those two or three products, Uh, but really we have, you know, dozens of variations on those. If if your preferred tension source is weights instead of straps, uh, then a slightly different device is best for you. uh, If you have very little slack, then there's a different method for you, that that tape method, the canister method. We offer now canisters in various diameters. You're not just locked into the size of that film container. Thank God. We make other sizes by hand in our basement here. Wow. And then um, it's an operation. Yeah, huh. and as you gain a lot of slack, you might want a different device. Yeah. Uh, what is the most effective out of yeah. all of them? Well, that's the most it's, common question. <laughs> and the fact is, it's, it's whichever method is going to fit best into your life. Yeah.
2: How, how long does it typically take to grow back the foreskin? I know you said it took you, you did it pretty quickly, but
1: how long does it I, typically I, take? I, I experienced some rejuvenation very quickly, mm-hmm. but to actually gain back a lot of skin tube length, I, I, I took probably a typical amount of time. I tugged for five years. Oh, okay. wow. And what we've found... Um, but you're at, not at tugging time, anymore, right? I don't actively tug now because I've got plenty already, of slack. Yeah. Yeah. Is it and just actually, a hobby now? You just do it has, occasionally? It, I wouldn't mind having more slack. There's You can't have too much. But yeah. um, <laughs> the fact is that... There's uh, no limit. Right around the time that I did stop, I was also diagnosed with something called Raynaud's phenomenon, okay. which means your fingertips and maybe your earlobes and your toes I've get numb it's... very yeah. readily in, in just the slightest breeze, like 65 degree weather, I'm yeah. outside and my fingertips are numb. So I started wearing leggings under my jeans to keep oh. warm because if my whole body is warm, I'm less likely to have these symptoms. Okay, Three seasons out of the year, I'm busy with the leggings. And that made it hard to wear the device that I was used to. Wow. So it was, a, it was a good time to just say, I, I got enough. My wife said, you got enough. <laughs> we, I just stopped tugging. Kind of, it just got less convenient to do so. I probably yeah. could have kept at it, but it, 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 I had enough. What but I what we yeah. found was that um, from looking at my before and after pictures, I guessed that you could improve the length of your skin tube by about an inch a year
0: Oh, and do you uh, know anyone who's like, who like is trying to like get a world record or anything?
1: You know, there's one guy you always see. I think he lives in Mexico and there's photographs of his (sighs) penis and it looks like his foreskin literally goes to his knee.
0: Oh, that is crazy.
1: (laughs) And he's got like, they say a 19 inch penis, but it's mostly foreskin and it's mostly, I, I hate to offend the guy but it mostly looks Frankensteinian because it seems to be the consequence of him exerting ridiculous amounts of, of tension. So it created a lot of scar tissue and and stretch marks. But do any of your customers
0: like get back to you
1: and they're like, Hey, I'm trying to make this as long as possible. Um, I mean, I know at our user forum, you can, you can find people that say, yeah, I'm, I'm going at this 10 years now and I'm going to keep going and I, why would I ever stop? It's part of my life. But, um, in my case, you know, I thought I had gained about an inch a year. Um, In 2010, we finally had a a large large enough client base that I sent out an invitation as an email. Yeah. Please join my survey. Yeah. We're going to study you for six months. (laughs) Okay, Okay. And of all the volunteers, I'm going to split you randomly into two pots. Okay. Half of you will tug for less than half the day and the other half will tug as close to 24 seven as you can. And then halfway through we'll all switch after three months. Yeah. And my, my intent was to find out how much additional benefit there is from tugging closer to 24 seven. You're, you're such an engineer. This is such an engineering thing to do. 250 guys volunteered, but by the time the six months was over, 90% of them dropped out because they, they weren't keeping my logs to my satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, so, the 25 data points we wound up with told us that if we just lumped them all together, that on average they were improving the reach of the skin tube by three millimeters per month mm. uh, huh. s- scaled to an average size penis. That's about 2% per month of the skin tubes length it, yeah. added every month. Wow. So that's what I tell people nowadays is that um, we, did look, wow. we got a little more scientific and you can improve the length by, by 2% a year, yeah. uh, 2% a month, excuse me. Yeah. And so you can, from that, you know, do your own math and try and decide how many years you might want to be at this. And do have doctors, like, have you checked with doctors about this or anything? Oh, sure. I mean, what we're doing, a doctor would call tensile tissue expansion. Okay. It's a very common technique for cosmetic surgeons. If yeah. you've been burned or had a tumor that had to be excised, sure. or had a surgical, whatever, an accident, yeah. um, they might do this. want to grow some skin somewhere on your body, yeah. which they intend to harvest and reimplant elsewhere on your body to, to disguise that wound or whatever. So they stretch it out from so, somewhere. So they would make a slit, they would implant an expandable balloon. Uh, so they leave a port where they can keep injecting saline fluid into this balloon, to make it and bigger. after a while, you yeah. got this grapefruit-sized thing growing on your abdomen or your neck, yeah. and they're going to they're going to so, use it to patch your scalp or your forearm or something. Whoa! And that's called tensile tissue expansion. Pretty and, and dope. If you yeah. if you try to research foreskin restoration by looking at tensile tissue expansion articles, you're going to be a little bit misled because those people don't care at all about how uh sensitive yeah th- the skin that they grow is they're not yeah. busy it's cosmetic they're not fixing sexual organs they're sure. they're patching cosmetic problems right so um it, so what, it's it's a little tempting do to be what do doctors say to you for doing oh, this so um when when you i mean there are doctors that show up at our anti circumcision conferences plenty of them cool and uh I've never been told by a doctor, you know, you're going to hurt yourself or yeah. this is crazy. You know, they're all supportive or they want one of my devices. Yeah. But, um, have you had any I, issues with customers being like,
0: what happened to my dick? Um,
1: or anything? Uh, actually, there are two cases. Okay. I've helped about 45,000 men. And I've heard back from two people who had uh, very unusual uh, outcomes. One guy told me Uh, as as I got erect, instead of taking the device off, I actually twisted the thing and made it tighter. And I kept doing that for like a half hour and at some point I heard like a snapping kind of a thing. And now, uh, on the underside of my penis, on one side, it's like there's a kink. And... Oh my God. uh, I've been to... He's in Europe, so they have uh, socialized medicines. I've been to every kind of doctor that the the government will pay for. Yeah. And... uh, I think I've exhausted all my options, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get any better. Yeah. He was telling me this about a year and a half after it happened to him. I think Ooh. about five years later, I heard that he was doing a little better, yeah. had a more God. normal appearance and function to his penis. And then Different. another case, a guy was using, we, we have um, lots of variations in our products, as, as you pointed out, Yeah, and one of the reasons for that is because for every skin-stretching version that we offer, we can also make it a penis-pulling version by leaving out the vent hole, okay? What does that mean? When, when you wrap your... I should describe our device so we can talk about what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our device, um, think about just the uh, the tip of a Saturn rocket, you know, where the, the space capsule is. It's kind of yeah. conical.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and think about that. Um, if you just looked at the space capsule, say it had a concave bottom okay. where you could... Tuck your glands, yeah, and then you could roll your skin up from the shaft, roll it over the glands and yeah. onto the con the conical surface of this yes. little space capsule. Then you could grip the skin to that surface with another piece of silicone that's kind of shaped like a lampshade. Yeah, kind of clamps it in a way. And then pull on the little antenna sticking out of the uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, sticking out of the uh, space capsule. <laughs> I got you. you this you, all makes you sense create, in my brain. I am yeah, getting, getting it. You create some tension. Anyway, so. Um, we put a vent hole right down the middle of our device so that when you pull, the air pressure outside equalizes, equalizes. with the air pressure yeah. around your glands no and vacuums. the skin tube gets drawn out. It doesn't cling to the head of your penis. Yeah, yeah. The device doesn't cling to the head of your penis. Well, if we plug up that vent hole, if we don't mold a vent hole into the product, then it does pull the whole head of your penis like like a suction cup would. Ugh. And, and so it can be a shaft tensioning device. Now- Yeah. I don't recommend that anybody do that, but a lot of people want that. And we're happy to offer wow. it to them. But we explained to them it's really hard to make your shaft longer for, for geometric reasons. Yeah. The cross sectional area of the whole shaft is like ten times as big as the cross section of just the skin tube at the perimeter. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And stress, which is what causes skin cells to divide, is yeah. force divided by area. So if you're talking about a bigger area, it would take a bigger force commensurately. You would take 10 times the force. Well, we can't wear 10 times the force comfortably. So that means people who want to elongate their penis have to be 10 times more patient. Wow. But are they? No. So we heard from this one guy who said, I was using your device, but I was also doing something that I especially don't recommend called jelking, where you sort of Mm -hmm. ring the penis and iron it Mm -hmm. from base to tip. And, and and try to make it, what you're doing, whether you realize it or not, is injuring the penis, and you're trying to hope that when it heals, it'll be longer. Well, anyway, yeah. so this jelking, I don't recommend. This guy was also doing the jelking. Yeah. And um, anyway, so he used our device after jelking a lot, and he said, <laughs> well, I'll be damned, I used your device, and now it's like the head of my penis is not really attached by anything oh. except the skin. It used to oh. feel oh. like it was... You know, oh it, it, would, it would be like if you broke your, your spinal cord at Ugh. the neck bone, but your head was still dangling from the skin of your neck. Oh, Ron, you just, you just had to describe it like that. <laughs> so this is a guy who I feel very bad for, but I, I, I don't know that my device is 100% responsible for that. He was doing yeah. this other thing called jelking, which would de- definitely lead to that. That sounds like a it, user error. That sounds like a, that's like well, a, that's like you use the product it, it, wrong. It scares the hell out of me to think that somebody could hurt their one and only penis using our device. But if they use the vented version and if they're using the tension levels we recommend, they shouldn't. Um, What we say is that you want to fine-tune the amount of tension you're using by something I came up with called the four-hour rule. (laughs) Okay. Four hours being the amount of time you hope to wear it with no discomfort, no loosening, Uh, no unwanted effect at all. So to get to that... You start at zero, you put your device on, you add no tension, just wear it. If you get through four hours, you now have license to try a greater amount of tension. Oh, okay. So increase the tension by a very precise increment. If if you're using weights, add an ounce. Yeah. If you're using using elastic straps, shorten the strap by a half Mm. inch. Some precise. Yes, it is. It is a scientific approach. You gotta, yeah, you got to you got to really test it out. So before, you'll yeah. you'll keep doing this, and every time you get through a successful four hour stint wearing the device, yeah. you get another ticket to try a higher tension level. Yeah, that's And awesome. At some point, you'll get to a tension level that is not workable for the four hours. Yeah, that doesn't mean that's the wrong tension for you. You'll try again at that same level. Yeah, maybe try a third time, but. Even a perfect application that has as few wrinkles in the skin as possible, and you're doing everything right, can get uncomfortable once in a while. So that's Damn. why you try more, more than one time. But if you just can't get through the four hours with this tension, back up one. Yeah. To the, okay. to the precise increment before this, and yeah. now that's your workable tension. And this it,
0: is this is just good life advice. Well, it is. So um,
1: if somebody not follows, that, just,
0: yeah, not even just penile skin like I need I need this I needed yeah. this to so if to somebody
1: know. follows the, the four hour rule protocol they, there's really I can't imagine how they'd ever hurt themselves from from the tension on their skin that makes sense um, and then some sense. people want to wear the device while they're sleeping yeah to exploit those hours and I say yeah right. why not I, I foolishly the very first night I figured out how to do this I also wore it to bed yeah um, I should have been more careful here's what I should have done um I should have put the device on, and then by watching pornography or reading Penthouse form or whatever it takes, I should have gotten erect. Yeah. And then flopped around on the bed like a fish to see what bad thing might happen with this thing attached to my penis. God. I and am then, so surprised you haven't hurt yourself. Yeah. To, right. to the yeah, castrated yourself. So, I'm so this is amazing. Having done this test, if I decide then, as an informed adult, to proceed to the sleeping part. Yeah. The next advice I give is set an alarm every 2 hours. Yeah. The first couple nights. Okay. Wake up, flip on all the lights. Wow. Have a look. Has it turned blue? <laughs> have a look. It, you know, <laughs> whatever. And, and has it turned blue? That's <laughs> What a great You know when great... they say when they say um if you have an erection lasting more than 4 hours yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and you took this Call pill the doctor? or autodoss- whatever. Well, it's it's those same 4 hours that we're worried about. 4 yeah. hours is about the time it takes for ischemia to start damaging your, your cells. Oh, yeah. Ischemia is the lack of freshly oxygenated blood. That's why your hands Everyone fall asleep. While, your limbs fall asleep. You hear asleep. about a rock star who got really drunk and, yeah. and slept on their arm and not, for three days they couldn't play guitar. Yeah. Uh, it's because they had some ischemia, some actual damage. Oh. Could happen so, to your dick. So if you check every two hours, you should be pretty safe. Yeah. But um, a, a, again, you would only use tension that you had arrived at by the four-hour rule under yeah. different circumstances. So anyway, um, well, that's, this is, if I think, you're careful, you can even exploit your sleeping hours, but the thing will often come loose from you during the night, either due yeah. to your flopping around or due to nocturnal erections. Right. And so speaking of, I mean, do you want to talk
0: briefly about your encounter with John Wilson on the show? How, how was that
1: experience? Did you have fun? It looked like you were having a lot of fun. I, I have... had a lot of fun with John Wilson. It was about my eighth uh, documentary that I've been part of. I've, I've dealt with awesome. the BBC. I've dealt with uh, yeah. an Orthodox Jew who made a film called Cut. <laughs> I, I <laughs> did a, um, an episode of the Learning Channel's Strange Sex. Yeah. But uh, John Wilson, uh, I kind of knew what he was up to, I think. Uh, yeah. When I spoke to his producer, they said we're we're trying to make a quirky, fun. It's really hard to describe a documentary thing. Uh, yeah. You'll know when you see it. And I said, hey, I'm in, of course. Yeah. So, he showed up, and um, he, he filmed me for about four hours. Wow. I mean, including setup times and stuff. But um, sure. We would be would be talking. I mean, we we barely got into my house, and he says, oh yeah. look, what's that? Yeah. And it was a, a sort of a little shrine my wife has made to our dog <laughs> who died. huh. And uh, we start talking about dogs and pets and, you know, is it ethical to keep pets? Yeah. And uh, this kind of question, I'm like, that's kind of odd because I know he's here because I I am a foreskin restorer. Yeah. But he would do that constantly. We'd be doing one thing and he would ask me about something else. So I I kind of got in the habit of answering his questions in a thoughtful way because... Yeah. He took the time to ask them. So yeah. But I I, but I read the I read the article and I love the yeah, fact yeah. that
0: they like edit it in the way like the person like the, the grape the grapefruit soda part they edit it in a way where it seemed like that is your family member but it was actually just the producer of the show just sitting there. Right. Yeah there's <laughs> or, there's or a spot yeah. where
1: I I literally thought we were all on a break, off the record kind of a thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm offering you know, I've been talking up a storm so my throat's kind of dry. Yeah. So I need some grapefruit soda. Great soda. Very niche. <clears throat> Rarely do I ever find someone who drinks grapefruit soda, might I add. Yeah. And, uh, well, you get the syrup from Torani, which is the company that makes all those syrups you see behind the, the coffee mm. bar, like the yeah. almond and the... And anyway. you get a seltzer, you got a seltzer, a soda stream, uh, soda and you stream. Just mix it all together yourself. So, So I made myself a grapefruit seltzer, and I offered a grapefruit seltzer to the sound guy who was there and to John Wilson yeah. who was there. And... Yeah. Um, my wife and our production manager oh you're a production manager that's right not their production manager. yours yeah, right. yeah. We're, we're in the building so I I proclaimed who else needs a grapefruit soda <laughs> and uh, just then John turns his camera to see who <laughs> else is raising their hand and there's only one person in the house and it's yeah. somebody who looks so like funny. my wife or daughter sitting yeah. on, an, on an ottoman facing away and ignoring me completely just pecking away at their iPhone yeah and it's hilarious because it looks yeah. like whoever this is is completely embarrassed or detached yeah. from their foreskin right. restoring uh, patriarch. Well, and to, to I, build to I, I don't fall destroy to the myth, Masanos.
0: everyone around you in your house is supportive of you. Yes. Okay. That's, that's I think, the biggest part because my yes. whole apartment was like, was like, oh, my God, they hate him. They, like, don't no. like him. At all. I'm,
1: I'm sure, you know, they're all tickled that we have a, a life's work to keep us busy. You know, yeah. in 2008, we finally were selling so many devices that I quit my day job. That's awesome! So, uh, Hell yeah! Yeah, something to do. And, and uh, yeah, I love it. And you something know, to do that, like, that 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 we know helps people. The people that come to us are yeah. desirous of our help, and we offer a money back guarantee, so we know that they're not walking away bad mouthing us because they either had success or got their money back. So who's complaining? Yeah, so, uh, totally. Uh, it's like it's like the old like proverb, right? Like. Um, find
0: a job where you can stretch your foreskin and never work a day in your life. That's, that's right. That's a classic, that's right?
1: right? <laughs> so uh, I'm sure everybody in the household is tickled that we have a, a, a family business. Yeah. But um, beyond that even, everybody has been involved at some time in uh, taking orders, yeah. making, making the shipping boxes, making sub-assemblies, making the actual products. I, I have a daughter home right now Who's just about to move back? She's she got a new job in Florida. That's awesome. Um, before it she goes, it truly is a mom
0: and pop shop.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I love that. But the, the person in the video was not a family member. It's somebody we have on salary, and we told her you can't sit at your desk right now because the filmmaking yeah. might want to walk in there and see how how it goes, yeah. and unless you want to be on camera, which she did not.
0: Yeah. Um, that's,
1: yeah. You have to leave that area. So yeah. she did, and we said just you know stay on the clock, just sit there and spend your time. I, so. Has she, she seen she the like footage? She Did she think it was funny? I don't know if she's seen it. I told her that she's in it. She says, I didn't want to be in it. I said, I know, but they don't really show your face.
0: Yeah, and she was like, I quit. And then she was <laughs> there <saw> again. <laughs> I mean, on that note, I mean I will I mean, can you give us a demonstration? Can you show us how one of your products works? I can try, if you don't mind uh, a little uh yeah, little nudity. Let's 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 try it out. Let's right. I'm so curious. I mean I've seen let's it see, on I'll the show, it. but I also yeah.
1: I want to see it in real life. This is the closest. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna tip my screen down. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, this is what yeah, I'm That's, been waiting that's for. good. That's good. Right. And I'm gonna drop my pants. Alright. I love the cargo shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> now what I'm wearing is specialized underwear that has a long, it's like a jock strap, but it has a very long snout. Okay. That uh, would contain wait. any parts of my di- device if it got loose from me. <laughs> so I'm and then emerging from that because it has a sort of a reinforced slot at the bottom of the snout yeah. emerging from that is, a, is a, a cord to which an eight ounce weight is attached. And oh, my that God, weight <laughs> has been hanging from my penis the whole time we've been speaking.
2: Wait, 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 do you wear that daily? Nose. Or is that is that did, did you put that on specifically for this podcast?
1: Yeah, I don't wear this every day because I'm I'm done restoring as I said. Yeah. But I, but I could and it, it is about the amount of weight that I would wear if I was still a regular restorer. Okay. So wow. I'm gonna unclip the weight. Just like taking a bra off after a long day of work. I suppose. Wow. I wouldn't know about that. So now I'm gonna drop my <laughs> jack strap and you're gonna see my penis and the device that's attached to it. How's the framing <laughs> okay. on that? Looks good, right?
2: It's so pretty good, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So this is the length of my penis. My glands ends about here. Okay. My device, the white silicone of my device would be visible here if my skin wasn't covering it. And then some of my skin is covering it. <laughs> yeah. And then about a third of the white silicone of my device is still showing. Wow. Okay. And you can see that because the outer retaining cone is made of clear silicone rubber. Yeah. This metal handle is attached to the inner part. So when I pull on the inner part, it pulls my skin and draws it out. So if I take it off. I have to first Ooh. loosen that retaining cone. It comes away easily because there's nothing really holding it on. And uh, my skin can roll out of this. Ugh. I, just, I put this on just like right before we started talking, and it's already got some of my skin gunked up on it. Ugh. Um, because I haven't bathed in a couple days. I, li- I work from my house. What am I supposed to do, bathe? But um, there are <laughs> my true. skin emerges, and my, my dink looks just horrible. It looks like it needs a washing because it does. But anyway, so now I'll show you in reverse order how you put it on. I just want to say
2: when, when he when he took it out, guys, for the people that can't see the video, it looked kind of like if you've ever seen a pig in a blanket.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah, of
1: But you could see a pig my skin in a blanket was... with a little hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's wearing a little hat. Yeah. The surface of my wow. glands was very uh, sort of moist-looking, not dried like the outside of your lips, but more moist like the inside of your lips. And uh, Good so you bunch up the skin, place the cone against it, help it seat a little bit, <sighs> give it a sort of a tug. It's and not a complex device. It makes complete sense to, to me.: we make, we make fancy ones that have like moving parts and stuff. Wow. The benefit of those is, for one, they can give you tension without the external force, without a weight, without a strap.: Wow. And for two, fascinating. What, the other thing that makes them fancy is that they, they can be lengthened. The device can uh, it, it would be like adding rocket stages between the, 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 the space capsule and where the, the fire is down at the bottom of the rocket. <laughs> Uh, to make the whole thing what? longer, so now I'm going to put my pants back on.
0: Yeah, you can sit back down. That was and enlightening. So, uh, uh, so
1: the point of the fancy one is you can make it longer with time. Yeah. As you gain slack, you have more of a device to cover with your skin. Yeah. And so um, it's wow. like your device is keeping up with your increasing slack. Wow. Incredible. That is that, – this is a this is new iPhone. I'm going to say, it, I'm gonna say it. this is, this is going to change the world. I yeah. mean, I would be delighted if, if our products could be marketed at a place like Walgreens or Walmart. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people would find them. We'd have a whole aisle of, of restoration products. I don't know what would what be. Yeah, we, so what is, what is the state for you guys right now? You're trying to, you're trying to expand storefront? Um, wouldn't that be great? But no, I mean, the people that find us, were looking for us. Yeah. And we help True. them, and then uh, they go about their way. Yeah. Um, when I've tried to find people who aren't looking for me, it's never worked out well. Yeah, they, like, they're um, very shut off, right? Yeah. Every, every yeah. once in a while, I'll spend $1,000 or $2,000 on some ads, like in the newspaper yeah. or on the radio. Yeah. Social and media. Yeah, well. That's really good.
0: No, I'm serious. My mom, she has a restaurant. She owns a, a, a small restaurant. And what I think really saved her during the pandemic to get the word out, social media.
1: Social oh, media sure. marketing. Anyway, that's a whole other pod. Whole Certainly, other you, you, you can exploit you know the the free publicity that comes from that, uh, yeah. and our website kind of does that because we provide a lot of information sure. about circumcision in general, not yeah. just about our products. And we provide um, we offer bumper stickers for twenty five cents, which is below our cost. Wow! That have to do with you know anti circumcision slogans, but we also have one on there that says, "I make milk." What's your superpower? <laughs> and so that's for moms and expecting moms. Oh. So it, it's something that moms and expecting moms can share in their social media and groups think about. Yeah. Go to this guy's website and get your your nearly free bumper sticker that says about lactation. Yeah. And when you get there, you see all the other designs that explain why you should or shouldn't be circumcising your baby. So it's kind of subversive in that way. Right. But um, it would be great like I said, if we, if we were on the shelves at Walgreens, but right now, yeah. the people who are looking for us do find us, and there's yeah. about five other vendors worldwide. Competitors. Competitors that do about as well as Boo. we do, yeah. and um, I, I don't have anything against those guys. In fact, really, the, one of the best days of my life was when I found a, like two other guys selling foreskin devices on eBay. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. I because like knew you that, have such I knew a... that there
1: was a real industry about it. You know, I was the first, but there were other guys, finally, that, that made True. it seem more legitimate. You're the, you're the original and
0: therefore the best. I mean, it makes sense, though. You, like, your whole goal is not to sell this
1: product. Your whole goal is to end circumcision. I well, mean, just yeah. Kind, I mean, my know? first exposure to the anti-circumcision idea sure. was in, in 1986 in a magazine called the Mensa Bulletin. They ran an article, <laughs> and then a couple subsequent months after that, there were a lot of letters to the editor responding to the article. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, what the hell? Yeah. I never realized I was missing something but these people, you know, these intact letter writers and these circumcised letter writers seem to be implying that circumcision maybe isn't the way to go. So right. I, right. I was receptive to the idea ever since I saw that. Sure. And um it makes sense. I and was, so I, I would really speak out about it any chance I had even before yeah. I knew about restoration. But um yeah. Then I became a, an advocate for restoring before I was in the restoration device business. Sure. And then I got into the business and... Gradual uh, steps. And here yeah. we are. But but I do spend an awful lot of my time and emotional energy hoping to help people understand why they shouldn't circumcise. Yeah. And the thing of it is, it it works out fine for me because the more people understand that message, the more people are going to find us to try and undo it. So I... Right. You know, right. I'm, I'm not being hypocritical. I'm not really even shutting myself down because I know there, there are, what, like... Uh, a third of the world is circumcised, and there's 7 billion. Let's round it down to 6 billion, so that'd be 2 billion circumcised. It's a lot. But, but it's just the men, so it's a billion. So anyway, there's, there's <laughs> like a at least a, a, a billion a circumcised men to serve before we run right. out of circumcised men. So the cut it, men. it happens sure. to not be a problem for me. I get you. And um, as we wrap this up, I mean, what, where can we – is it tlctugger.com? Correct? Tlctugger.com is where we offer the devices and all the information and the free online user form and the bumper stickers and the leaflets and the... Everything. Yeah. And, and you'll, you'll find a link there to contact me, and I'm the one who answers, and you'll find my phone number. Uh, so don't Great. call that in the middle of the night because it's really just my phone. <laughs> Your phone. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I mean, before we end, this is something
0: I ask all, all the guests that come on here. And, um, yeah, so, Ron, can you please describe your perfect day as a sort of palate cleanser
1: my perfect day yeah mm-hmm. talk about your perfect day oh well caught you off guard you, didn't I? there's a difference between a perfect routine day and the perfect day like the perfect hear day the would, perfect would be to you know day. to have dinner with barack obama or something but yeah a, a perfect day for me that counts you can do that yeah this do is, that this is your drink. It, but but for me, a perfect day is really just getting up and doing what I've always done, which is having the same exact bowl of mixed cereals. And then I uh, answer my email and uh, go to the basement and make some devices. And then, uh, you know, have dinner with my family. And somewhere yeah. in there, maybe I rode my mountain bike or, or wrote a song. And, and that's, that's what I like to do. And that's what I'm doing. I love wow. it.
0: Ron, so you live a, your
1: perfect day every day. Dream, you live your dream. I, I feel like I do. And unfortunately, you know, my whole family has to kind of put up with my dream and, and incorporate it into their, their lives. Yeah. True. They're, they're, well, Hey, here's you know, an idea. It's, it's, it's my Have business. Never theirs. I'm sorry. I say, you know, the, the fact is it's my enterprise that I conceived, yeah. not theirs. So they're kind of all kept <laughs> <coughs> onto my dream, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. Here's a
0: little thing. Idea for you. If you ever do do a storefront, and you are advertising that you're open. You should get one of those inflatable, inflatable guys. But instead of them being a guy,
1: it's foreskin, baby. You know what I'm saying? The inflatable. You're, just an idea. Just an idea. You're you're uh, you're you're onto something because at <laughs> these at these pride parades where I told you we we sponsor a float. It's not really a yeah. float. It's a car with some banners draped on it and a bunch of people barking out that they're offering leaflets. Sure. But, uh, what we've tried to do is take a circular fan tipped on its side uh. and install a sleeve of fabric that's mounted yeah. over an inflatable six-foot penis. Penis. And what sure. we wanted was for the skin to slink up and down, just like a foreskin down. does. Yeah. And, and my daughter yeah. is a, my older daughter is a very talented seamstress, and she's also into theater, and she has to often make puppets and and things that, props that have active, you know, function. Sure. So I tried to enlist her to to make me something like that in advance of the Pride Parade in 2019. Yeah. And I said, you know, I, I've got I've got I can you know cover your expenses and then some. Don't worry about the money. You know, whatever yeah. it's going to cost to make this. Let's think about how it could work because it yeah. would really mean a lot to me I'd get some press if I had this slinking gliding foreskin, wow. undulating. made by your daughter. And and made by my <laughs> daughter and she she was just too busy at the time. And then Pride uh, Parade season lapsed and, and we forgot about it. And then this year yeah. they were all canceled. Uh, but, but we're hey, going to do that. Your advice is, is, has, been, has been taken by me in advance before you even gave it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's probably not an original idea. So I think, you know, <laughs> but I think the fact that I thought that we both thought of it, yeah. it's on our minds. I think we should do oh, it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, Ron, this has, been a, this has been a very enlightening conversation. I have learned a lot about uh, yeah. restoration cutting and techness. um this has been fun i've had a great time
1: i really appreciate your curiosity about it because it's something that's important to me my rights were violated and i i hope that when enough people are aware of it then there will be sufficient momentum so that we can get some sort of legislative protection for children yeah. informed sure. adults can decide for themselves sure
0: um yeah, and I'm I'm I I think I'm for it. I think uh, I think that is it makes sense to me. I mean, like the fact that the that most of the world is not circumcised or cut. I guess is a, is a PC term. It's just it's just insane that it, it's so rampant here. And I think that you know it, it's it's unnecessary. It's just it doesn't make sense to me. Um, Fernando, any other thoughts on your end? Uh, yeah,
2: I have one question just about the product itself. Ooh. Is is it, um, is it dishwasher
1: safe? Oh. Yes. Uh, as gross as the device looked that I just took off of me, your device should never look that bad. You you wash it before you put it on every time. Yeah. And you wash yourself (laughs) often enough (laughs) so it doesn't get looking like that. Um, so yeah, I I just take mine in the shower with me and wash it with an old toothbrush that I have in there and some plain soap. Mm. So it, it doesn't take a lot to keep it clean. If you use the dishwasher, um, we find that it makes the silicone look a little hazy. I'm not sure whether it's the detergent or the high temperature, but um, so I just use the plain soap. Uh, You don't need to use the dishwasher, but uh, what we tell people is uh, don't soak it in anything because it's got a Mm. stainless steel part that's going to pit from from being Mm. uh, soaked, and don't use anything that contains silicone or anything that sounds like silla or cone in the ingredients because yeah. that could wreck the surface. But otherwise, yeah. anything you do to it that wrecks it, we'll, we'll take responsibility and, and, and learn from that. Uh, so yeah. far, nobody's ever reported that anything they used on it wrecked it.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Great question. I love it. Man. Yeah, you got you to keep it clean. Please. You got to
0: yeah. keep it clean. I mean, that's just good life advice. I think everything we learned today is like, this could just be life advice. This isn't yeah. just stretching out some skin. It's not tensile restoration or whatever. This is just tensile.
1: It's tensile tissue expansion, and it, it you know, restore your foreskin for better sex. That's really what it's about for me. For better sex,
0: and better sex means better life. Better life.
1: What? what there's nothing better than better life.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's
1: that's the you it. get it's me.
0: It's- Great. Well, uh, Ron, thanks again for, for doing this. This is this has been again very enlightening. Um, and guys, listening at home, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Fernando, oh, my wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so I just—we all—we're all wondering: Will you regrow your foreskin?
2: Probably not. I'm gonna—I'm <laughs> gonna say probably. Probably. I, I i see what he's saying. I see the benefits, and uh, yeah. and he is correct. He is correct when he said that I suffer from premature ejaculation, but <laughs> um,
0: uh, not it, just it, not your products. No yeah it
2: it almost it is when he was describing it it seemed like a certain amount of pain that I wouldn't be able to and also just um the time like that's why I asked how long it takes he's, he's he said he said 5 to 6 years years and, years um, yeah that's that's I don't even jog be for that same like people were like oh like I read one time how long do you have to uh work out to see benefits and it was like yeah. three, 3 months and I was like yeah, yeah I'll do that I'm not no? waiting 3 months no I was like, I need results. Came do three months. Need now. results by next week.
0: Like, dude, yeah, pretty incredible device, though. It, I mean, everything he no. says makes sense. I, I do feel like it, it probably varies. I think with per, per person, mm-hmm. you know, like for example, someone with foreskin probably still has issues with, like premature ejaculation or okay. like not coming. You know, so it's like not it, just, it it really...
2: it's not just me. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. you're saying I mean, that someone with you saying foreskin. you also you also yourself suffer from premature ejaculation. Look, man, I've never had
0: sex. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I am holy. No, no. I yeah, I've I've I honestly have suffered from both. So it's like it's like I think it really does depend on the person. I think for mm-hmm. his case, it might have been like a skin thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I yeah. think yeah, I think, you know, like you said it it varies like it, it yeah. there's no there's no perforated skin line yeah. for each person so i'm sure that people are affected differently and like the glands yeah. and all that shit are like cover in different variations
2: it is an interesting product and just
0: seeing yeah. seeing it in action that was that was correct. i mean i've saw it on how to with john wilson mm-hmm. but um i was not prepared for the uh, yeah. the black the
2: black sock like thing yeah yeah
0: you was, should you that, should that watch prefaced... the It's really good yeah. It's really good. It's a really good episode. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was uh it looks like like yeah. cumbersome, you know? Like oh, you can't sure. really move a lot. Like you're yeah. dangling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, boy, can we talk uh,
2: about how well-maintained uh the, the 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 hair situation was down there? There was it was so oh, yeah.
0: so well-shaped. No, I this I think this guy has a lot of good sex. And I think yeah. his <laughs> goal is to, you know, be perf- to, to you know show up to the to the performance yeah. so he's got to yeah. look good for the play good good for him he, he good for is, him he's a pro he's a
2: man who knows what yeah. he's doing um yeah and i admire that about him because i do not relate
0: right um, he doesn't show up to you don't show up to perform you show up to you show up to just hang
2: yeah i, you know? I show up very passively uh, <laughs>
0: Just to just to see what's going on, maybe yeah. head out in a minute or two. Yeah, I'm
2: like I'm like listen, I have a hard out in like 45 seconds. A
0: hard out.
2: Yeah, a hard hey out. Hey yo.
0: <laughs> anyway, this is a fun app. I mean, Sweet I episode. learned I learned a lot. I think I learned a lot of like medical things. What did you mm-hmm. learn? I I, I
2: learned um, that it's just circum like being uncut there is benefits to it that i was not aware like just the the fact that it does work is like almost like a natural lubricant almost yeah, like he was describing sure. totally and the idea that like he's not hurting his wife anymore because the the excess skin actually like is able to give have some give so it's not just straight rub yeah and i was totally. like, that that seems very uh very kind and something very there. good yeah yeah but also I, that that doesn't seem like something that would work uh that Maybe doesn't play
0: play into as much when you use a uh, condom. Like, uh, oh, good point. Interesting. Well, I think I think they're like he was saying. Like, it's all about like glands being covered. Mm -hmm. I don't have to re-explain. Just re-listen to the podcast. I'll
2: I'll I'll re-listen to the podcast. I got to educate myself. You're
0: right. It's it's all about living with the skin. Okay. Anyway, we got to get out of (laughs) here. We got to go. I got to get out of here. Thank you so
2: much for listening to this episode of Teach Me Good. (laughs) hope it was fun (laughs) it was fantastic so much fun I hope you had a great time because I know I did I
0: did alright we'll see you guys on the next one